We are joined today by Noam Chomsky and Vijay Prashad to talk about their book, The Withdrawal, Iraq, Libya, Afghanistan, and the Fragility of U.S. Power. So I wanted to start by talking through the way you frame um, the book. And the book is based off of a discussion, transcripts of a discussion that you both had. But you use this metaphor of the godfather, a mafia boss, um, to discuss U.S. military and geopolitical power. Why did you use this framework? And what about U.S. foreign policy specifically are you trying to shine light on with that metaphor? I think it's a pretty reasonable first approximation to a theory of international relations. So take uh, the United States since 1945 has it basically replaced Britain as the world dominant power. Britain reluctantly became what the British Foreign Office called a junior partner to the United States. The US of course had overwhelming power at the end of the second world war, nothing remotely like it in history. And it was, there was intelligent planning. We have detailed records of it every, area of the world was assigned what was called its function within the overall system that would be dominated by the United States. So for example, uh, Southeast Asia, the function was to, to provide raw materials, resources to the former colonial powers in Europe so that they could reconstruct within the US dominated framework. Uh, Africa was George Kennan, who was head of the State Department planning staff, who wrote this, he said, we're not much interested in Africa, so we can hand it over to Europe to exploit, his word, uh, to exploit for its reconstruction. Uh, and it'll give the Europeans a sense that they have something gratifying. We're taking everything away from them, but they'll have Africa to exploit and so on through the world. Well, there is what the United States calls a rules-governed international order, a term you hear all the time. The US does not accept the United Nations international order. It, it helped formulate it, but doesn't accept it. It can't because the UN system rules out US foreign policy. It bans the threat or use of force in international affairs. So obviously the US can't accept that. So accept the rules-based order where you, we set the rules and we are effectively the godfather. Kind of run like the mafia. If some small storekeeper doesn't pay his protection money, you send in your goons to smash them up, even if you don't need the money. So if uh, Maurice Bishop in Grenada starts fishing cooperatives under the Carter administration, that's a no-no. Uh, so you have to send uh, 6,000 special force uh, Marines and special forces to overcome the resistance of 40 Cuban construction workers who already said they're perfectly willing to make an accommodation then we can stand tall and be heroic and uh, settle that issue. And so it goes one after the other. 
the world runs very much like the mafia. Uh, the godfather is in charge. He sets the rules, the rules-based international order, and everyone else had better obey or else. Sometimes there are people that don't obey. In fact, one of the, the problem with China right now is that China refuses to obey. Now, that's a problem. Europe obeys when the U.S. Uh, imposes sanctions on Cuba and Iran. Europe doesn't like it, but they adhere to it. Uh, China ignores the godfather, and that's intolerable. That's what's called the China threat in U.S. affairs. And a good deal of, I, I don't want to exaggerate, not everything works this way, but I say it's a pretty good first approximation to the way the world works. You know, if I could add to that, um, <clears throat> there's a contemporary set of examples for that. Uh, let's take the case of the United States and the African continent. Linda Thomas Greenfield, the uh, U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, was in Ghana and Uganda. Whilst in Ghana, she made a number of statements uh, warning African countries, 55 of them, telling them not to trade with Russia and China. She was quite forthright. Now, that's interesting. Um, just before the ambassador went to the African continent and just before U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken followed her to say much the same thing. There was a visit to some African countries by Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov. Interestingly, Mr. Lavrov didn't say to African countries, don't trade with the United States. Now, you may have all kinds of problems with Russia. And believe me, there are lots of problems with Russia. But on the public record, the Russians weren't going around telling people, and the Chinese certainly don't do this, don't trade with the United States. But seemingly, it's perfectly accurate. It's perfectly um, acceptable to sections of the liberal media, including liberal media in the United States, the New York Times, Washington Post, and so on, that high officials of the United States government can go around the African continent and say, we are telling you what to do. That sort of what Noam calls the godfather attitude is treated as perfectly normal. Now, interestingly, Linda Thomas Greenfield, in one of the interviews she gave in Accra, said that US foreign policy is in, on Africa, US foreign policy in Africa is an open book. That was the phrase she used. Well, let's open the book. Um, what open book is she uh, reading? If you go back to the 1960s, there was great anxiety in the US um, ruling class circles because the tendency of the freedom movement in the Congo was towards the left. And indeed, Patrice Lumumba wins a fair and square election to head his government. Now, why was the United States bothered by an election in the Congo which elected Patrice Lumumba so bothered that US intelligence worked with Belgian intelligence and British intelligence, not only to overthrow Mr. Lumumba, but to assassinate him in 1961. What was the problem? I'm offering the ambassador a book to read. She should read a book called White Malice, recently come out, which demonstrates using 
archives in the United States and in the United Kingdom that the reason the United States was so bothered with Lumumba is that there is a uranium mine in the Congo at Shinkolbe. This mine is the mine from which the United States sourced uranium for the bombs against Hiroshima and Nagasaki. United States couldn't um, allow the Congolese to trade uranium with the Soviet Union. And that's the reason they enter and conduct a, well, undemocratic, that's a charitable word to use, an undemocratic coup against the people of the Congo. So it's an open book, but what book are you reading? And that's the reason why the term Godfather is so valuable, because it shows you how normal that behavior is and how much nobody blinks an eye when people like very nice people, by the way, Linda Thomas Greenfield, awfully nice person. When they say things like this, it's taken as fact, not as ideology. And I think that's the real concern here. If you like this video from The Jacobin Show, please hit like and subscribe and share with your friends. Thanks.